WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. President Joe Biden's proposed budget includes millions of dollars for Michigan harbors. $7.4 billion in discretionary funding would go to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Civil Works Program and for the Detroit District. More than $159 million has been set aside for 14 sites. The money would be used to dredge harbors across the state. Steve Fisher with the American Great Lakes Ports Association explained. The public doesn't see this, but at the uh, bottom of all the uh, commercial shipping harbors in the Great Lakes is sort of an underwater trench that has to be dug by the Army Corps of Engineers. They're referred to as shipping channels, and because sand shifts underwater, they need to be maintained on a regular basis to make sure the ships don't get stuck. The process happens often, but Fisher mentioned this year is a notable investment for the Great Lakes. Among dredging projects slated to happen this year are in the harbor in St. Joseph and in South Haven. Residents of Benton Harbor could be getting $700 credits to help them get caught up with water bills not paid since issues with lead lines were discovered in the city. At a meeting of the city's Personnel and Finance Committee this week, members heard from Plant and Moran's Rhonda Hildebrand that customers still are not paying their water bills, leading to a depleted utility and general fund. We're at $640,000 over 60 days and up, so it's just shifting as it gets billed at each shift. So there is a cash issue because of that. The committee previously considered $450 credits to customers to help them get back on track but was told this week that 700 may be more in order. Chair Edward Isom was inclined to agree. For the people, we deserve this. We've been through the struggle. The money is for the people. American relief. The credits would be paid using federal ARPA funds and could help customers get caught up and shore up the general fund. If the full city commission agrees to the committee's recommendation, it would cost about $2.1 million from the city's remaining ARPA funds. It has about $4.5 million left. The city previously granted a credit to water customers when the lead line problems became known, but those credits have since been used up. Another grant to support the Lakeview Trail Project is being sought by Berrien County. At a meeting this morning, Berrien County Commissioner Jim Curran told colleagues the Administration Committee was briefed this week on a resolution to be considered by the full commission as soon. It's a grant application to the Michigan Natural Resources Trust Fund for $300,000 for the trail project. And this is for 2.5 miles of non-motorized trail along the M63 right-of-way between Higman Park Road and Monty Road for the Lakeview Trail. The Lakeview Trail is planned along M63 near the Whirlpool headquarters. With more than five miles of trail already built by the company near that property, the idea is to eventually have bike trails connecting the entire Benton Harbor and St. Joe areas. The grant comes after a previous grant application for $1.6 million. Whirlpool is also putting up $400,000 for the project. Meanwhile, the grant applications have been submitted by two Internet service providers seeking state Robin funds to expand broadband in Berrien County. Speaking to colleagues this morning, Berrien County Commissioner Terry Freeling said the county is well poised to receive some of the Robin support after a great deal of work to assess the county's broadband resources and find support. Thank you to this board. Thank you to the townships, to the anchor institutions, the community for writing those letters of support so that we could uh, present those to the ISPs to include in their applications. We're hearing that community support is really important for these applications. However, Freeling said the state has received 150 
54 Robin Grant applications totaling about $1.3 billion. There's about $240 million available statewide. All the county can do is wait to learn the results, which should be known by July. Lakeshore Public Schools has posted a new video on its website promoting its May bond proposal. The video details what will happen if the bond vote passes in May, as well as highlights some of the deficiencies that the $19.9 million proposal would fix. With all of our district buildings and facilities originally constructed before 1970 and some before 1960, this bond proposal seeks to extend the life of our buildings and create safe, comfortable, inspiring learning environments for our students today and in the future. The focus of the bond includes repairing parking lots, roof replacements, replacing broken playground equipment, replacing windows, doors, and metal siding, as well as fire up alarm upgrades and more. To find out more about the proposal, visit the Lakeshore website. There will be an event on Saturday at Lake Michigan College for elementary-age girls to learn about STEM subjects, and on hand will be dozens of volunteers from Whirlpool. The company's Pamela Wise-Martinez tells us uh, the Girls in STEM event is organized between the company and the Michigan Council on Women in Technology. Many of the girls to be present are from the Benton Harbor area. And they'll be learning how to program their first app, applications. They'll also be learning how to code. So there's a number of things that we'll be doing as part of the curriculum. And lots of volunteers from Whirlpool. Martinez says women are underrepresented in the tech workforce and she wants to show the girls what they're capable of. Her background in tech at Whirlpool is showing her there are many exciting careers waiting to be explored. On hand for Saturday's event will be Whirlpool Corporation Chief Information Officer Danny Brown. Martinez says Brown will address the girls and then roll up her sleeves and help them work on their apps. The event is slated to run from 8.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Benton Harbor-based engineering firm Whiteman has received an award for its work to remove an old dam in the Dewajak River in Niles. Whiteman received the Engineering Merit Award for its work on the Pucker Street Dam Removal and Dwajak River Restoration Project from the American Council of Engineering Companies of Michigan this month. Whiteman civil engineer Susanna Deneau tells us the concrete dam was built in 1928 on top of a wooden dam built in 1894. The city of Niles used it to generate electricity before deciding to take it out in the 90s. The dam was too costly to maintain without creating enough electricity to offset it. And that decision was made in about 1999, and that's when they decided to open the eight-foot gates and drop the um, impoundment down. Whiteman got involved in the long removal project in 2014. Plans were drafted in 2019, but delayed by COVID. After two years, they finally took out the dam. Deneau says a lot of environmental monitoring has taken place since. The vegetation came in so beautifully on this project, and the second summer we were there, we already saw salmon making runs up the Dwajic River, which is very exciting. She says it's satisfying for the whole team to be honored for their work. She notes they found some treasures when taking out that dam, including a message in a bottle written by two fifth-grade boys in 1932. It said, quote, we are not brothers but best friends. We are strong. The item was returned, was turned over to the local history museum. And coming this summer to downtown St. Joseph will be the new Wednesday Night Market, a hybrid of the regular farmer's market and the artisan fair. St. Joseph Today's Daniel Crevere tells us this is a way to give a weekend vendors a chance to sell their wares during the week. We just kind of wanted to add another opportunity for our vendors who have so lovingly signed up for the farmer's market and the artisan fair. You know, we can't always include everybody just because of space being limited. Um, so we were really happy to add this new event to kind of fill the need for an event on Wednesday nights as well. The new Wednesday night market will also feature special lighting and music. Kravir says they expect around 30 vendors each week. The market will be each Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Court Place Plaza at the end of Pleasant Street. 
It'll start in late May and run through late August. St. Joe City Commissioners approved the new Wednesday night market this week. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Wajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Another bank, First Republic, is reportedly the latest bank to be at risk. According to multiple outlets, including Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America are all working to provide help to First Republic and can reportedly deposit $30 billion if needed. This comes on the heels of two bank failures over the weekend, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, where federal regulators had to step in. ABC's Karen Travers says the White House has been quick to point out that help should not be considered a bailout because taxpayer money won't be used. That was a big question I was getting asked by ABC radio hosts this week across the country. Who is going to pay for this? Is it going to be American taxpayers? The president this week came out and said repeatedly, this is not going to be American taxpayers on the hook for this. He says no losses will be borne by American taxpayers. And they're insisting it is not a bailout, that the money here will come from the FDIC deposit insurance fund and that money is paid for by fees paid by banks a proposed six-week abortion ban is advancing in florida where republican governor ron DeSantis has indicated support for the restrictions as he prepares a potential presidential run the legislation received overwhelming approval from a florida house committee yes today even as democrats acknowledge there's nothing they can do to stop it from becoming law the proposal is moving along while a 15-week abortion ban signed into law by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis last year is still being challenged. The new proposal would only go into effect if the current law is upheld and would make it a crime to provide an abortion past six weeks gestational age. The Pentagon released a video today showing what it says is the downing of a military drone by Russian jet fighters over the Black Sea. Moscow denies using weapons on the drone, but the Pentagon says its video shows one of those Russian jets clipped and damaged the drone's rear propeller during a close flyby. U.S. officials say the incident was reckless and unprofessional, but likely not on purpose. ABC's Louise Martinez has more from the Pentagon. It confirms that there was a collision. It confirms that there were multiple passes in which these two Russian fighter jets dropped jet fuel onto the drone. We don't understand why other than the possibility that this was all just harassment. There were a total of 19 of these passes that these two jets executed for more than a half hour over about a 30-mile stretch of the Black Sea. Very dramatic how quickly those jets were approaching what is essentially a very slow-moving propeller air. China has responded to the Biden administration's efforts to get TikTok away from its Chinese parent company, ByteDance. ABC's Ike Giochi has more from Washington. Beijing is accusing the United States of spreading disinformation to suppress the social media giant. But many lawmakers, including Virginia Democratic Senator Mark Warner, say China's influence over the company is a national security risk. Listen, you got 100 million Americans uh, on average using TikTok 90 minutes a day. Um, most of your networks would love to have folks watching 90 minutes a day. Divestiture may not be enough. I think we need a whole, full planopy of, of tools up to and including allowing banning. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. A potential casualty of the powerful rainstorms that drenched coastal California and flooded rivers is hundreds of acres of strawberries. Industry experts estimate about a fifth of strawberry farms in the Watsonville and Salinas areas have been flooded since a levee ruptured last week and another river overflowed. 
For years, California's farmers have been plagued by drought and battles over water. So far this winter, the nation's most populous state has been battered by atmospheric rivers and powerful storms. Farmers say it's too soon to know the extent of the damage, but strawberries slated for sale in the summer are likely affected. And Ford is recalling more than a million sedans. More of maybe he's Mike Dabuski. The recall encompasses Ford Fusions and Lincoln MKZs made between 2013 and 2018. And it has to do with concerns the front brake hoses could rupture and leak brake fluid. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the flaw would extend the distance it takes to stop the cars, increasing the risk of a crash. Ford says it's aware of one accident related to the problem, but no injuries, and that it will replace the faulty brake hoses. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.